Okay, I'll give you guys the take that, like, most people just, like, go out of their minds when I say it. <laughs> just like, what is happening? To pod or not to pod? Say, kid, what do you want to be eternal question. What up? other Shakespeare quotes can you do? A pod, by any other name, <laughs> is still a pod? Say, what else you got? What do you want? What do you want to be? What do you want to be when you grow uh, up? Say, say, say. That's it. <laughs> That's why this is the Shakespeare podcast. There's a famous Hamlet quote. Yeah, I don't know it. Welcome back, everyone. There he is to another episode of Becoming a Doctor, <laughs> a podcast where two fourth-year medical students talk about the only thing that we ever talk about. Medical school. <laughs> You're very matter-of-fact today. I am. I, I like think, it. I think it's because it's pitch black outside. It's nighttime. <laughs> I'm your host, Santana Sanchez. And I'm your co-host, Kevin Gale. Um, And you can check out this podcast on Apple Podcasts, mm. Spotify, Boom. Um, on the World Wide Web, at www.becomingadoctorpod.com. Bingo. On Twitter, at becomingadocpod. And of course, you can always send us an email to our email inbox, (laughs) kevinjgale (laughs) at gmail.com. Which is still on the website. If you go to the website and contact us, it pops up kevinjgale at gmail.com. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. Oh, here's the Hamlet quote. Alas, poor Yorick, I knew him. That's the famous Hamlet quote. That's how, it, that's how the monologue starts. He's holding up the skull. Okay, and um, make that a pod version of it. <laughs> Alas, pod Yo- Yorick. <laughs> poor Yorick. Anyways, uh, we're definitely not Shakespeare experts here. No, never claimed to be. Um, what do we do after the, the intro? Do we just launch into our, our segments? Yeah, typically we talk about something non-important yeah let's make this short and sweet dude yeah the daylight is gone (laughs) it's almost time for bed (laughs) it's bedtime first segment i told you in advance i want to get a row 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 rotation review oh yes rotation review you know why i want this because you did a two-month long rotation the longest rotation that any of us ever did yeah the one and only (laughs) two-month rotation of our training tell me about it I want the full thing. Tell me the details. Tell me what it was. The details. Okay, yeah. so I did a two-month rotation. Um, it was called... It was a family med rotation, but it had a specific name. Let me look it up. Okay, look it up. Look it up. Um, oh, boy. I say the longest ever because my internal medicine rotation was one month. My OBGYN was two weeks. Right. They were all one month or two weeks. Right, right. <laughs> two months. Two months too long. It was called Urban Community... <laughs> edit that out <laughs> urban community ambulatory medicine okay uh, so basically it was just a two-month family medicine yep rotation yep. at a clinic in st paul in an urban setting yes yes st paul is yes, a city yes, yes yes uh and so uh, it was longitudinal meaning it was two say months what it was two months long at one site. Okay. So I was at a hospital working with a family med residence 
one week, and then the next week I was in their clinic working with the family medicine attendings there. Okay. Back and forth, back and forth. Yep. Basically, um, that was a plan. I ended up only doing two weeks in the hospital, and then basically six weeks in the clinic. Six weeks straight. And by family medicine, do you mean you were seeing adults, you were seeing babies, you were seeing pregnant women? I was seeing them all. The whole scope. The whole scope. And then also working on their hospital service. So it was a whole it was a whole nine yards. It was basically eight weeks of being a little family medicine intern. Yep. Great experience for somebody who wants to go into family medicine residency. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and what do you want to go into again? Not family medicine. <laughs> um, but I do want to do hospital medicine, so I was very excited about this because I would have an opportunity to do some more hospital work. Yes. Um, yep. And uh, so that was good. That was a good experience working over at this hospital in St. Paul, small little community hospital, you know, just doing some bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really cool to see all these patients that were family medicine patients. So they knew their docs. They're in the hospital and they were like, oh, I know Dr. Smith. We go back 15 years, you know, yeah. he delivered my son. Um, so that right. was a really cool experience. Just how critical or in a hospital setting, it's kind of unusual to be treated by a doctor that you've known for so long, at least yep. in my experience. Yep. So that was cool. And then the clinic, you know, it was clinic. There, what do you, banking tell me hours. More. Tell me, banking hours. Banking hours. Get there at 8. 9 first, to 5. Yep, first patient's 8.30. Dolly hours. <laughs> how, does that, that song? how does that song go again? Working 9 to 5. What a way to make a living. You know it, right? Oh, yeah. That's yep. a hit. Yep. Bum, 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 bum. Um, yeah. First patient's at 8.30. Yep. Five patients in the morning. Yep. Uh, break for lunch, little noon conference, little uh, box lunch, and then five patients in the afternoon. Done by five. Notes done by 5.30. Yep. Home in a jiffy. Yep. It's already dark at that point, though, because we live <laughs> in the tundra. And by 4 p.m., are you thinking to yourself... I am going to end this once and for all. Yeah, and then when the clock strikes five, I'm I'm thinking. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, basically five weeks in a row of clinic was kind of draining. It's kind of a lot. Really? By it's week just, two, were you like, I'm going to regret this? <laughs> kind of. Um. I think it you, has its you, pro- would, you would come home and you'd be like, oh, yeah, we, you know, more people turn me down for the vaccine. More people need their colonoscopy. Yep. It seemed to me after a few weeks, uh, you were kind of tired of the process. Exactly. Exactly. It was good to get those, pra- like, to get the practice, to get those reps of primary care kind of doing the yep. same visit over and over. But after a while, it is kind of the same visits over and over and over. So it is a little bit not as exciting especially yeah um especially when a lot of people are like no i don't want to get the covid shot not a lot of people most people had it but the people that didn't obviously at this point weren't going to be swayed by me talking to them about it for two minutes you are a very persuasive person alas (laughs) um so yeah i mean but there's pros in you know it was banking hours. Yes. I did get a ton of practice in the outpatient setting. Yes. Everybody that I worked with there was great, and they were fantastic teachers and so, so, so kind. 
Um, and I got all my weekends off for two months. That almost never happens in medical school. No, or in internal medicine. No. Right? Exactly. You're not getting the weekends off. No, no. Hospital keeps going. Hospital keeps hospitaling. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, and I also, as part of this, because it was a little bit more longitudinal, we did a project as part of the course. So I got to help out at the clinic and feel like I was actually contributing uh, I did like a cute helped them with their quality improvement initiative. Um, yeah, I I mean it was a and positive. What was experience. their goal? What was the quality improvement initiative? They wanted to increase their so it was a hospital system based quality improvement initiative. Okay, to increase rates of colon cancer screening. Colon cancer, as you know, is one of the leading causes of cancer death in the United States. Yep. Um, and the guidelines recently changed so that it's now recommended that everybody 45 and older be screened for cancer. What did the guidelines change from? Everybody 50 and older. That sounds like great news. Wubba lubba dub dub! (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, more screening, more cancers will be caught, more lives will be saved. It's great. Yep. Um, and so our clinic, this, the clinic that I was at for the two months was like trying to kind of drum up some ways to bump their numbers up, get more people to get screened for can for colon cancer. Okay. There's a couple ways you can do it. Colonoscopies, um, stool tests. Colonoscopies, the gold standard of screening, right? You could say it's a gold standard. It is the, has the best results. 24K. 24 carat? Yep. That's a thing. As Bruno, thanks, Bruno Mars. You're welcome. <laughs> Anyways, so that was a good experience. I never really done anything like that. Kind of see a QI how those, project. yeah, how those changes get made. How and how much per, how much did it go up in your two months? The enrollment. Uh, I don't know. It's a more. It's a longer term. I guess I could <laughs> check with them in a couple of weeks. I think they get quarterly data. Okay, so what was your role in this QI project? My role was twofold. One was I gave a morning or no a noon lecture on the. Like basically the reasoning behind colon cancer screening, why it's so important, why it's so vital and the options that are available to us and like kind of what the gold standard is colonoscopy, but there's these other options. And yep. here's What's the silver standard. Silver standard would be. Which isn't a phrase, I don't think. <laughs> would be a st- basically a stool sample test, test for DNA, test for fecal cold blood all in one. Okay. Um, What's the bronze standard? That would be probably just the fecal occult blood test, which is test for microscopic blood, microscopic amounts of blood in a stool sample. Okay, okay. Um, which could be a sign of cancer, but it could just be you know a there's sign a little of a bunch of other things. A bunch of other things. Yep. Anyways, and then the second part was trying to streamline the process for providers to order colon cancer screening tests because it was really convoluted. And in these visits with your patients, you have 25 minutes to meet with a patient. And if it takes 25 minutes to like figure out how to order something, that's not going to happen. People aren't going to order them. I'm sure the colonoscopy was really easy to order. The rest of it might not have been at that point. Yeah, and the colonoscopy they're not doing at the clinic, so it's not really in their hands. All they do is like refer. Right. Um, right. But that was part of the that's part of the prop the project the clinic wide project is like figuring out how do we follow up on colonoscopies, mm. how do we figure out if people actually got them, blah 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 blah. So you're saying. Besides the regular family medicine, a nine to five patients making hours. Nine to five. You get it. <laughs> you you get it. There was also the QI project, which was cool. Yeah, it was an inter- You know, it was a good thing to learn. Kind of see how that kind of work gets done. Yep. 
but you want to know what my stethoscope's rating Yeah, are. I don't, yeah. I want a good summary on a scale of one to ten stethoscopes. So here's some other pros. I got lunch every day. They gave me a crazy Lumba, Lumba, amount. Dub, dub. <laughs> they gave me a card with money on it to buy food at the hospital. Didn't even scratch my account. That is awesome. And Love then, that. And then in the clinic, they brought, they had box lunches every day with sparkling water. Not bubbly. A different brand. Wow. Don't mention them. I won't. <laughs> Okay, what were some of the other negatives? You haven't talked about any of the negatives. Uh, super long commute. I had to go to St. Paul. I was like a commuter. What were you Rush thinking hour. about uh, when you were driving? Were you feeling like this? No! <laughs> I was thinking... I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> That's Star Wars too, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, what were the other cons? I mean, that's about it. Yeah. And then just, you know, a little bit monotonous, but that's primary care. That's primary like care. Like that, yep. that's that's uh, the real con to that type of work. Yes. Yep. Um, stethoscopes, I would say seven out of ten. I don't have a sounder for that. Se- what, ste- uh, what was that? One more time? Seven out of ten stethoscopes. Seven out of ten. Say what again? Nope, say what again? Seven out of ten. <laughs> I love it. Seven out of ten. I love it. Okay, let's say seven out of ten one more time together. <laughs> seven, seven out, out of ten. ten. I love it. Perfect. And that's the end. Uh, for all you med students at my university listening, if you're interested in family med, give UCAM a try. If, the, if you are interested in family medicine residency, this is a good one to test it out. Absolutely. It's a really good one to test and, out. And try to pick a clinic that you would be interested in doing residency at because they will try to recruit you. Yep. This hard. Is, this is for all the third year of medical students who are listening to this podcast. Yeah, and the first years and the second years. Innumerable as they are. Uh, yeah, all 175 <laughs> of them that go to our school. <laughs> Great. Listen to Uncle Santa. Great job, Santana. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> you did a great job. All right, what's next? Uh, I think it's time for Kevin's Corner. No, it's time... It's time for our guest. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? <laughs> Since I, <laughs> good point. I don't know why I was asking. Well, uh, who's our guest this week? Oh, our guest is one of the OG friends that I made at med school. Do I need to keep going? Go on. Yeah, what's their name? You know, we've talked about this before a lot, how you and I were in the same small group in every small group, basically, yeah. for yep. first year. And so you were forced to hang out with me. Yes. You had no choice. Yep. This is the same for this friend. Uh, first year of med school, we talked about this with Malik. You are you work with a cadaver, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A donated uh, dead body to learn the anatomy. Mm-hmm. And you're partnered up with three other med students. Yes. Who are, they quote unquote, body buddies. Yep. The reason they say that is because uh, you work on a, a dead body, a a cadaver. Okay. They become your buddies. Eight hours later. <laughs> this is a pretty long intro. That's pretty good. That was a pretty good sound drop. We haven't really got to who this person is. <laughs> so one of my body buddies <laughs> was Kowatin. Kowatin. And she is the guest this week. Oh, and she's the best. I'm Eight so excited. hours later. <laughs> pretty good drop. Anyways, let's get her on the phone. Time to go mobile. Let's get her on the phone. Up, up, up. Hello. 
Hello. Hey, what's up? Kawatin. I can like barely hear you guys. Hold on. Really? Oh no. Oh no. Technical difficulties. We can try calling back on normal phone if that would work. No, I'm figuring out. I got it. I got it. There she it. is. It's going to be good. All right. Talk again. Can you hear us better now? Hi. Yeah, much better. Yay. Okay, Kawatin, Um, I was about to introduce you, but I don't even know how to pronounce your full name. Can you <laughs> Can you do that for us? <laughs> yeah. My full name is Kuatan Maneb de Macedo. Welcome to the good. pod. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, y'all. Thanks. I just told Santana how we were body buddies. So you were one of my OG Truth. friends of medical school. Yeah. Truth. The the OG, the first the first times. Yeah, it was good. I remember taking you down and playing piano for you within the first month. You're singing. <laughs> I'm playing piano. We're, we're becoming body buddy BFFs. I know. I was like, we're just going to town in the piano room and like not realizing that there's like so many people like in there that are probably like, shut the hell up. <laughs> we're yeah. trying to learn. Piano room is a misnomer. <laughs> it was the study room. And for some reason, yep. there was like a shitty out of tune upright piano in there yep. it was good it was good in the basement of the university of minnesota anyways kawatan who is kawatan tell us all about it yeah um i guess the first thing people usually ask what my name means um mm-hmm. so kawatan is ancient egyptian it's kemet um so it has hieroglyphs that go along with it so it has a like peacock type bird deal uh that's called the coup and that's like this like barrier that takes uh, in like the mythical world, it took all of like the chaos and it got channeled through the coup and then it became order on the other side. And then Aten is like this sun disc and a scroll and it like stands for a Pharaoh Akhenaten who was like the first Pharaoh to believe in like the monotheistic like sun God. And he like united the upper and lower halves of Egypt based on this like monotheistic kind of deity guy. Um, and so, yeah, altogether, it means a shining from within and without that is radiant in beams of light and heat. Wow. That's amazing. That's the best <laughs> story we've ever gotten on a podcast <laughs> so far. Yeah. So how, it's like, yeah. How was that name? Um, how was that name chosen? It's a good yeah, name. Yeah. So my parents, uh, we were all of my siblings. There's four of us. Um, we were like nameless for the first like few weeks of like being born um and we were like assessed like my parents would like watch our personalities and this guy um called Seba Ahmed he was a part of our naming process and he like washed us and we all kind of like hung out together um and then our names were created based on like our personalities and like what my parents and this guy like saw in us just this guy he was hanging out he was uh, <laughs> my parents <laughs> were like a part of this like a kefren society like it was just um we're not like they're not a part of it anymore it was like a long time ago when like mm-hmm. we were growing up they were part of it and so like he was kind of like i don't know how you'd call it like kind of a big mentor in the society and he like would help people like with naming of their children and things like that interesting well they picked a winner that's so dope that's so yeah. dope what so is your is your favorite pharaoh's Pharaoh Akhenaten is that is that your favorite? I 
I mean, I I wish I knew more about my pharaohs, but <laughs> I would guess he's pretty cool. I'm more well, of a Ramses the second kind of guy. Uh, I'm a more of a Ramses is pretty dope. I'm I more... mean, let my people go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you gotta have it. You gotta uh, have it. We don't know anything about pharaohs or Shakespeare. We were trying to quote Shakespeare earlier <laughs> on this podcast. Oh, and, oh no! And I knew zero, uh, and Santana knew three. Do you know any Shakespeare? Um, not to put you in the spot. Yeah, or that's anything. a Gosh, tough question. What is? I mean, like Midsummer's Night Dream. I really like that one. I forget. I don't know if I know any like lines. That's okay. Isn't that's it okay. Hamlet? To be or not to be? That's Shakespeare. There, there we go. go. <laughs> nice yes, work. Yes. Yes. Okay. So wait, um, I have another name related oh, question. Yeah, yep. So when you sign yeah. your name, do you ever sign it using uh, the hieroglyphs? No, I'm extra, but I'm not that extra. <laughs> That'd be so sick. I'm gonna change yeah. my name. I was like, maybe I'll do that when I'm like finding orders, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> like what is this? Uh, okay, that's good. So people ask you about your name, which I had never done. I didn't even I didn't even think to. I'm yeah. glad you explained that. Um, Kevin, but, Kevin. but who <laughs> are you? Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? What school did you go to? That kind of stuff. Yeah, so I am, uh, I guess, my parents, my mom is African-American. She was born and raised in Chicago, and then my dad's Cape Verdean, um, so I'm kind of half and half. And then we grew up in Madison, Wisconsin, um, and kind of kind of bounced around. I was actually born in Minnesota, so born in Minnesota, then hey. we moved to Madison when I was five, and then moved back, um, moved to Boston for like two years. Um, my grandma was sick and came over from Cape Verde when I was like in fourth grade. Um, and so it was really cool to like be really, cause like there's not a lot of Cape Verdeans in Madison at all. <laughs> there's like one family that we like what? hang out with. <laughs> Madison, <laughs> Wisconsin? Like, no way. <laughs> yeah, so not at all. Um, Wait, I, we I, like, I, I didn't Google Cape Verde. It's yeah. a, it's a, a some islands off the what west yeah, coast of Africa? islands off the west coast of Africa. Have you ever the capitals? Been? No, and what's funny is so I'm at home right now. Um, I'm like asynchronous, but um, my dad is actually going back. Um, like in a few days, he's gonna spend a month there, and we, I think, as all of our siblings and my dad are gonna go in May, like after we graduate. But yeah, I'd wow. only been once. I went when I was four. Okay, no memory. No, um even with there's there's no um like covid precautions traveling to uh any of the countries in africa right now i mean there clearly are but cape verde there i think like you definitely have to be vaccinated i don't know if you have to be boosted my dad does have his and then um you have to present a covid uh like a covid test within three days but other than that i don't think there's any like true restrictions okay. especially to cape verde um, right now, I, I'm not sure about anywhere else on, I'm, on like, I'm not sure about mainland continent. I'm not, yeah, unclear. Right. And, you know, after we all graduated in May, we're all like planning big, where are we going? You know, I'm thinking mm -hmm. about going to, you know, Duluth with Danny, you know, yes, you're like, I'm going yes, to Duluth. Africa with my family. <laughs> I was like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to the... out of the country. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Okay. So you lived in Madison mostly. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Moved to Boston for two years was super cool to like, we lived in Roxbury. So like full Cape Verdean neighborhood, like everyone spoke our language, like super cool. Then moved back here. I finished up everything in Madison and then I moved to Minnesota and actually to Northfield uh, for college. I went to Carleton. 
Hey. We got some Carlton. We got a couple Carlton people in our in our yeah. class. There's a pretty big like conglomeration of like people from Carlton around. Like, yeah. That's cool. Yep. Go uh what's their mascot again? Carlton. Go Knights. Go Knights. Go oh yeah. Knights. The Knights. Super into sports. No, just kidding. Our, our sports <laughs> teams like <laughs> just like everyone's like the Badgers and like the Gophers and like yeah, we didn't we didn't have all of that going on <laughs> at all. Uh, okay, so you went to Carleton undergrad. Yeah. And graduated then... in bio. And then what did I do? I worked for two years. I kind of decided I was going to wait. Um, and I scribed for two years and kind of just like lived my best life. Um, a few of my friends uh, were here and they're all still here. Um, right out of Carleton, we all moved in together and just kind of, yeah, spent two years kind of kicking it, hanging out. And, so you know, cool. me, it was mainly like studying for the MCAT and crying, but, you know, Oof. it was cool. It was cool. We've all been there. What's it like studying for the MCAT crying compared to studying for step two and crying? <laughs> it's, it's all the same. It's, all it's the always same. studying and crying. Always. Uh, okay, then you did a good enough on the MCAT to get to the University of Minnesota Medical School. Truth. Truth, truth. And yeah. So you're now probably, you are uh, the average age of, of medical. I think that like the average time people take off is between one and two years. So you're probably right in the so. middle of the age group of, of, uh, of our peers. Yeah. Probably. I, it's so funny. I recently, I like, I, I'm so bad with like knowing how old I am, which is dumb. Like it's, <laughs> I, I sh- I'm not like 95. Like I should know. And I recently was like, Oh yeah. Like I'm 26. And Paris was just like, no dude, you're 27. And I was like, Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I am close so, enough. No. It's like it's yeah, fine. It's close, close enough. enough. It works. Age is yeah. just a number. Age is just, just a number. number. It's I, just a number. Uh, Danny just told me this a couple of days ago. She thinks yeah. I'm pretty young at heart, but she said when I, she really noticed how old I was was at Halloween when I didn't know anyone's costume, including yours. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, oh. <laughs> very old in that moment. Yep. So yeah, true. I was like Kevin. Kevin, well, it's Shigo. It's Shigo. Yeah, no clue. Oh. Right over my head. Kevin also didn't know his own costume. <laughs> oh, good point. <laughs> Just- the tell of who? Um, the tell of what? So, <laughs> She's like, oh, good, go on. Good. If you if you hadn't come to late to the uh, party, you might have won the costume contest. Yeah, no I doubt. Know. You would have had a fucking I, chance. Dang, you hate to see it. It's okay. It's okay. I'll just like I'll I'll think I'll I'll just think that I may have won, and it'll be okay. Yeah, you may have won a fresh pumpkin pie. Ooh, <sighs> I do like um, pie. I love pie. Dang, I played myself. It's okay. Um, so that's basically, yeah, any, what else to mention? What, siblings, you said your, your dad's from, uh, Cape Verde, which is pretty cool. Yeah. What else, what else is like unique about you or, or, you know, something that's, you know, are you, you, that identifies you? Oh yeah. Unique things. I, I'm really creative and like artsy. Um, I obviously, like we talked about, I love to sing. I paint. Um, that's kind of like one of the big things that I've done for like most of life. And yeah, I think those and like yeah, I danced uh, a decent amount in Carlton and kind of randomly. Um, my friend is a choreographer, performer, <laughs> cinema media artist, cinema and media artist, and she just does a lot of work. So sometimes she will choreograph things or we'll do stuff together. And yeah, so it's been kind of it's fun to k- keep me away from like the med school stuff and kind of get a new like <laughs> fresh, fresher outlook on like other life stuff. 
Yeah, do anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah, do anything interesting <laughs> right. or fun. Right, that's why we True. podcast, is to talk about med school more, actually. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah, we, just like, that's it. Instead of getting away from it, just sink right into it. Deeper and deeper. We can't get <laughs> <Deeper>. enough. <laughs> just, just sink in, oh, let it simmer. I have a great idea. I don't know, you probably don't know how this, this podcast started, but it was becoming a doctor, one of those lousy yeah, yeah. assignments. You can do any type of artwork and they gave like examples poetry blah blah yes. blah and blah, blah, yes. and so we decided to do a podcast episode and submitted it you should do artwork for what a year becoming yeah you should. oh my gosh maybe i'll do it for this next becoming a doctor for just paint anything and send it in and they'll give you full <laughs> like, credit this is my reflection <laughs> no i'm not even joking this is a brilliant idea i'm giving you that's so true i do like i i do i've wanted to make a piece recently because like whenever i'm on like zooms or like stuff where i like really should i guess be paying more attention i like doodle just like on the side so like i feel like maybe i'll make my doodles into like a little thing and submit it to the becoming a doctor we'll I see love it. if you do you at least have to email both of us too i, I will to see the final product I will. And then I'm going to email the course director and say, this piece of sh- this garbage, don't, <laughs> don't give this credit. Wow. Like, oh. And I'll be like, Kevin, Kevin, he's senile. Don't even listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, what's the next question uh, after who is Kwatin? What are you doing in med school right yep. now? Yep. Yeah, so I am asynchronous right now on this like I don't even know what that neglected. Is. Yeah. It's like huh? they keep saying it. <laughs> I'm on like neglected tropical disease. It's oh. a four week course that's like completely asynchronous, and you just kind of like do the work at some point. Gotcha. Um, so I'm just kind of hanging out at home, watching lectures, and prepping for interviews. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Uh, have you Which done been good. any interviews yet? Yeah, I've done a good amount so far. Nice. Um, I'm kind of at the halfway point right oh. now. I had some come in like pretty yeah. early, and then some are some yes. are like way late. Yeah, that's a good spot yeah. to be though. You and you're going into general surgery. Gen surge. So yeah, we, I, I did the full flip. Jesus <laughs> Christ! No, we don't need to get. We don't need to get into that. No, we do need to get into it. <laughs> Okay, Santana, go. That's why we brought you on here Preach. to attack you. Preach. <laughs> yeah, just to attack you. Uh, no, I just want to know. I want to get inside your head. What <laughs> yeah. were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, that's what most people are like. Literally, I I love my time in the emergency department and like really like you know had some great mentors and talked to them. And one of <laughs> when I because I was telling people I was like I'm kind of on the fence. I might switch. I'm leaning surgery. And I like, you know, one of the ED, per- like she came in and she just like grabbed me by like the collar and was like, why are you switching? And I was like, oh, I was like, oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah, who I reacts think- positively to that when you say it? <laughs> right, it's like, oh yeah, we'd hate to have you. It's like, oh, okay. Oh no. <laughs> um, no, so I think a lot of it came down to like, I like like working with my hands i like doing like procedures and i feel like when i was in the emergency room i was always just like where's the lack repair like where's something that Mm. i can be like doing and so i felt like i was just like i need to be in something that's a little more kind of hands-on sure um was kind of the initial thing that i was like okay and then i feel like all of the 
patient interactions were just so fleeting in the ED. Um, And I was just like, I'm a people person and I love kind of, you know, even if it's a limited time, which like surgery, you know, you talk to people for like a few minutes on rounds, but like you get to go back and like talk to them multiple times and like kind of be a bigger part of their course and just be a bigger part of like taking care of them Mm -hmm. and like helping them through this like big major thing that like you inflicted on them kind of sort of. So (laughs) I think that's been kind of the like, pushing edge was um and just like being able i was like i had a really great awesome mentor who kind of was like hey you should think about this and then was like really great about you know finding me he was like you're gonna be switching late so like helped me find resources and just made the transition like pretty easy in the grand scheme of things which was nice that's awesome that's excellent uh and yeah, yeah. that's a really great reason because you do do some hands-on work in the emergency department but not nearly as much as a surgeon mm-hmm. and those yeah. visits are so that was my big hang up with emergency medicine was how i think you said it perfectly how fleeting those yeah interactions it's like are. well what happened to that person and they're like oh yeah no idea <laughs> they're they're gone yeah like, oh okay cool 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 great <laughs> yeah and i um i did appreciate that in surgery that you know, you could the, the surgeon i worked with was a thyroid specialist and he could take oh, out cool. somebody's cancer and then yeah. follow them for another four weeks or six weeks until yeah. they were totally healed, right? And then, yeah. and then here's your levothyroxine and off right. to your family or your And then, you know, like if, if they need to come back in like, you know, a few years for a follow-up or right. like, you know, however much, however long they go with, I'm not sure about thyroid, um, <laughs> but then like, you know, you're there for them too in that. So that was really big in like the decision. That's awesome. That's a great reason. Um, you said you did a few interviews. Have they made you do oh any boy. suturing? Oh boy! During the interviews? No, okay. no. The only Thanks. like weirder, the, like one guy was like, "Oh, like you got to show me a piece of art," and I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh. So I'm like tearing apart my house to try and like find some of my <laughs> stuff, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." Um, but most of it, yeah, no, I haven't had to really do or you know anything technical. Okay, that's a that's a relief. The um, yeah, because at Mayo, you know. Uh, Mayo, they make you suture via Zoom, and they watch you suture. Allegedly. Interesting. Yes. Do they like send? Do they like send you like a kit? I don't or know. Or they assume you have one? Weird. Okay. They probably assume you have one. You probably. Know, they're they're I, I mean, catering I, to the upper echelon of students. That's <laughs> true. I have one. I have one, so it makes sense. You've been like, you know, You've been assume it's fine. <laughs> uh, well, that's. I'm. Um, congrats on having that clarity going through interviews. I mean, Thanks. you're gonna you're gonna roll through this. You're gonna go wherever you want to go. No yeah, no doubt. It. No doubt. Hey, we hope so. We hope so. <laughs> yeah. uh, where do you want to go? Do you now want to keep? You want to keep that off pod? maybe off pod um i i i have liked a few places um i'm really just like open to anything to be honest and i think that's like the best way that i'm keeping myself sane is just like it's gonna be what it's gonna be and i'm just gonna like enjoy my time and all of this and then like when it comes down to the decision i'm gonna like put the best things i can and like hopefully they rank me and then i'll go wherever they say (laughs) because i don't really have a choice yeah (laughs) <laughs> but it's smart to stay positive about it. Stay yeah. open to it. Yeah, this is a good place yeah. to be. That, and yeah. you're going to match to the best spot whoop, whoop. That, that needs you, that wants you. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> we hope. Um, what's next, Santana? Uh, what do we... Oh, it's so, the whispers. So 
Um, another question that that we've started to introduce into our interviews is, um, you know, our time in med school is coming to a close. Oh. One yeah. single teardrop. I know one <laughs> a half a teardrop. I can't extend that much water. Yeah. <laughs> so we're curious what like people's top favorite memory of the last four years is. Yeah, I guess I would say, no, I definitely have them. (laughs) I had a blast. Um, And I know, I know your, your initial answer would be all our body buddy. (laughs) Right, exactly. Our entire anatomy lab. There are for sure some stories from there, but we'll keep those off pod. (laughs) There are so many stories. (laughs) What's your favorite memory? Um, Yeah. So let me paint the scene for you a little bit. Love Um, Love it. I would, I feel like I called myself, I was like the self-proclaimed queen of the histolabs. That's like where I studied. That's where like you could find me any time of the day, kind of sort of. Yep, I didn't I sleep that. a lot during the first two years of med school. Um, I remember but, that too. You and you and Paris were always posted yeah, on one of the smaller yeah. histolabs. Always. The whiteboard so, was filled with nonsense. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and that like that's i think the memory that like it's just like me in paris and we're like sitting together at like you know a table it's either like maybe i'm like laid out like i would just like get up on the table and like nap for like you know like i would just like use my backpack as a pillow nap for like 15 minutes and then get up and like scribble on the board as like we have music going on in the background like you know there's 15 bottles of like water even though it says you know water soda barks root beer even though they're like don't have any food in there we have food everywhere like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, we're just having like a blow-up party like zach edgerton's in the bag yep. like, sometimes adam's in there and like we're just like jamming and like you just pipe up and like you know you get stuck on something and i'd like pipe up and just be like uh like i'm i'm stuck on something and like everyone just comes like rushing in and there's like five people just like okay well this and this and that and that and then like we go back to the board and just like destroy the board some more um (laughs) and it was just like a fun way to like make first the first two years like not suck as much i love that the 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 one of your favorite memories not about like the subjects of the class it's about just hanging out with your how to study in a fun it was hanging yeah yeah Can, can you imagine you know now the 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 last year they've had that brand new study space like fan they have oh my gosh, microwaves and ovens and windows and stuff and you're in, <laughs> you're in this like white light histology lab where like, you're, not, you're not supposed to have food sick. you're not supposed to have drinks you're not supposed to have <laughs> right mm-hmm. and like they're everyone's like the chairs were so uncomfortable in the histo labs and I'm no I'm like no 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 you just didn't know how to jimmy rig them right you hadn't spent <laughs> enough time in there yeah. but no I've gone up to like H sec in the seventh floor and it's just like beautiful Beautiful. like i was you know i was just like okay and i feel like every time i leave an institution like they make a big change like that i'm like okay (laughs) y'all had to wait till i was on the way out to then like you know get a smart like laptop or you know a smart board or you know carlton like redid their entire like art center in in the bio department it looks beautiful i'm like okay you missed it I missed it but every you, time. On the other hand, you were able to take some awesome naps on a hard surface, a hard <laughs> yeah. lab <Truth>. surface. <laughs> Truth. That's nice. So who was the crew in the histology labs? Yeah. Paris. It was mainly me and Paris. We had Heather a little bit at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had Zach joined us. Daryl would come like very on and off. Um, Adam would be there a lot. Um 
I was kind of the crew. At, towards the end, it just it became me and Paris um, because we ju- we're the same. We're kind of the same type of studio. We're like we can just like sit and like be there forever, and then like get up and be like, all right, it's time to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> most people were like, no, we gotta go, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, bye. Um, so yeah, that was the main that was the main crew, and then people would kind of everyone would kind of pop in because we were always there. So like people would walk by and they'd be like, oh hey, how's it going? And I was like, oh hey. So. Yeah, I'd walk by that area all the time, pop in. I remember sure, sure. that. Yeah. Uh, you guys should go back. You know, go back to the old stomping ground. Take some pics. Relive the, the glory years. Yeah, maybe that's where I'll do, like, my graduation photo shoot. Just, like, <laughs> on, the, on the histolab tables. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. I would love that. Do you remember one time in those very histolabs when Kevin J. Gale brought a hot plate <laughs> And cooked omelets for like twenty five people. I'm dead. Now, that Just was, that so on our, brand. That was for our ECM. Uh, oh, group. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah was. I was like, I did not get to. I was like, I did not get to see that. But it's on brand. It it makes sense. It was so absurd. <laughs> well, you know, it was for like our well FCT or ECM. It was for our ECM group. The ECM. And you know, yeah, like yeah. everyone always bring like bagels for the breakfast. Yeah, and so I was shirt. like, people were like, if people were enjoying the heck out of ECM, like the people were like, oh yeah, we're actually going out to eat yeah, for ECM. Exactly. And I was like. like Oh, this is not my ECM experience. Oh, yeah. So I decided to cook omelets for us in our in our histo lab. Yep, it's good. It's good. Uh, I was like, we probably have so much like resistance to like random stuff, or like you know immunity to like a random stuff that like we've just picked up from eating right. off those tables. So yeah, yeah we're probably stronger than ever. Mm-hmm. We are stronger, <laughs> stronger and better. It's great. That's a good memory, though. I like that. That's it makes great. Me smile. Um, nice. Yeah, and I can remember. I remember that so clearly. You two holding down the fort for hours the on end. <laughs> Nonsense on the whiteboard. Literally no. look like an insane asylum every time. <laughs> it's just like it's fine. It's but, fine. But it was like we're okay. Perfect, perfect handwriting, right? Because don't you have like yeah. perfect uh, pensmanship? Yeah, it's 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 pretty nice. <laughs> It takes it takes a lot of time, but it, it's nice. Part of the I'm art usually, side of you, I guess. Truth. I'm usually like the go-to, like have her write on the board, and everyone's like, "Oh, okay." It's like, all right. Yep. So one of your claims good. to fame. <laughs> one of the many. One of the many. One of the many. <laughs> okay, I'm let's crying. get to our most important part of the pod. Yes, we need oh, you truth. to give us a hot take, preferably. Okay. Your hottest take. Yes. Prefer. I want my blood boiling after you tell us this mm-hmm, take. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll give you guys the take that like most people just like go out of their minds. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> just, like what is happening? I do not like chocolate. What? <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> That's. Tough. And everyone's like, you're a monster from Planet <laughs> X. Like what is wrong with you? And I'm like, oh my God. What is Relax. wrong with you? That that's funny because I, I just bought an advent calendar where you get a little pr- prize every day, I mean, December first. It's, it's always chocolate, and it's a chocolate advent calendar. Yeah, yep. it's disgusting. Like I'm like, why? They every all of those. I'm like, there this must is have been some kind of adverse childhood event that had that <laughs> triggers you. Why? Do you know? <laughs> I don't know. No, and like, okay, so the the second like part B of this hot take okay. is I I do like brownies. But I feel like they do not taste like chocolate. 
what? I maybe your tongue is broken. <laughs> See, and this is why it's a hot take <laughs> because, like, I'm like they taste like sugar to me. Well, oh. unless like you know, if you get like a brown, a high end, whatever, blah 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 brownie, yeah. like yes, sometimes yep. they taste like super disgusting, and I'm like, can't eat this, <laughs> right? Or um, a weed brownie, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like Kevin, the scandal. Whoopsies. No, no. Uh, have you tried the Lindor? truffles that have the 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 chocolate hard shell and then the soft chocolate in the middle have you tried those no no because it would not be good can i buy can i buy you some can i send you some no please don't (laughs) please don't do it please don't do it i will give them away so do you Um, like spit it out if you what i guess when was the last time you tried chocolate that's my first question yep okay so Great this question. is like the funny thing because I don't like not liking things and I I have a lot of hot takes and they're food related because <laughs> I just don't like a lot of stuff. But um, so like I've been trying to like kind of, you know, eat a little bit every now and again just to like, you know, maybe I'll start to like it more. Mm-hmm. It has not worked. So like, you know, every now and again, I'll just take a little nibble of like whatever. Someone's like, oh, do you want some of this? And I'm like, oh, and I just spit it out. You spit it out. In disgust. Yeah. Jeez. In disgust. That is kind so, of a hot take. It also is um, makes me question everything you've ever told me. And <laughs> how, do, <laughs> how do I trust Kawan anymore? I mean, it's valid. It's valid. Maybe it's just, maybe some people, like, you know, what is it like? There's like a certain percentage of people who think it tastes like soap. What is that called? Cilantro. Oh, cilantro. Maybe there's yeah. a certain percentage of people who don't like chocolate, like because it's junk. It might like, be. Actually, there. like most of my family does not really like my siblings aren't really big fans of chocolate. Um, they are like not as bad as me with like spitting it out, but they just like <laughs> they're like, it's not great. Um, my Maybe mom really genetic. likes it. Um, uh, so I don't know. My dad is impartial. My mom loves chocolate. So who knows? I'm gonna start sending you chocolate often, just so you get. You have to suffer I'll just through like, it. I'll just like chew it up and send it back. <laughs> Perfect, baby bird it. <laughs> yeah, baby bird it and send it right. That's back. a pretty good hot take. Did you have another one? You're like, this is my first hot take, or is that your go-to? That chocolate is terrible. Um, that I mean, that's like hot. the pretty like big hot take. Yeah, um, and it probably blows everyone's minds. Yeah. Um. Those are that's kind of the the major one. I like I, there's so many. I I don't like fruit. I think smoothies are the most disgusting like thing in the planet. Like I, why would anyone do that? Like, Wait, so would you rather sick. eat a chocolate or a smoothie? Yeah, a Snickers bar or a smoothie. A Snickers bar. Wow. I mean, me too. Uh, yeah, I just I, I don't know pureed like mashed up fruit is just like there's something about it. Can't do it. You know what, Danny and I had for lunch yesterday. No what? smoothies from Lululemon. <laughs> and if they weird. and if it has banana in it, like goodbye. Like I think banana is the worst thing, like on this oh, earth. Wow! So you have a lot so, of food hot takes. What is going on? Yeah, right a lot now? of food hot takes. A lot of food hot takes. Are you malnourished? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you eat anything? No. Do you, do you have? Scurvy? I love vegetables. Like you vegetables are vegetables are that thing. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have scurvy. <laughs> No. Uh, do you take a multivitamin every day, Quan? On a on a serious note. Um. No. <laughs> no. But what I'll drink some. I'll, okay. Look, I'll drink some orange juice. Okay. It's yep. weird. No pulp because that's no can't that's do it. Too close to fruit. It's too close. It's too close. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Exactly. This is shocking. It's a shock. I don't know if you know this, but I love bananas. Mm-hmm. Oh. See, no. Like you open one in a room, and I can't. 
I, uh, I don't know. Well, oh, wow. Man. What a revelation. What about choc- uh, banana flavored chocolate? How about That's that? what everyone's like. Everyone's always like, well, I can get you a banana flavored oh, or okay, a chocolate so covered banana for dumb, your birthday. And dumb I'm like, joke I by me. You. I'm sorry. Yeah, Kevin. It's, been it's already been done. It's already been done. Kevin. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of mystifying for sure. Yeah. And very, you're in the minority for uh, sure. Definitely. Of like definitely. the world. It's true. Still a good hot take, though. Great hot take. One of the hottest. Thank you. Had. Thank uh, you. I'm glad. I'm any, glad. Any final thoughts before we let you go? I think. I mean, I think those are all. That's all I have. That's all I've got. All right. Okay, well, good luck on the interview season. Halfway through, you're gonna kill y'all. it. You guys too. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. I'm done with interviews, so I'm just. Oh, what? You're just really? chilling. Coasting. Kevin. Dang, look nice. at this guy. Flex. <laughs> you, you lucky guy. Lucky guy. Uh, thanks for coming on, Kwan. You're the best. Yeah. Thanks for having me, y'all. This was awesome. Yeah. Talk to All you right. soon. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. 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 Great. Kwan. One of the best. Yeah. Starts off strong and strong. She's so great. I, I have such a clear distinct memory of her and Paris and Zach Edgerton in that room. Me too. I would go the exact see them. same path or histo room every time. Yep. Yep. And you'd see them like in the afternoon, go back 9 PM. They're still <laughs> yeah, in there. Still there. They're I'd be st- done studying. They'd still be in the histo lab. Exactly. Um, nice memory. That's what a great, that was your idea to start asking favorite memories. Yes, it was. That's one of the best segments we got. Um, what a great guest. All right, let's get to our next segment. Before we do that, what was that, Kevin? It was a bubbly, sparkling water. I don't know why we're not drinking these more often. It it is I'm always drinking, refreshing. I'm drinking them very often. Um, I kind of want another one, but that means I got to get up mid podcast. It's a faux pas. Can't be done. Uh okay, what's next? Next is everybody's favorite segment, Kevin's Corner. <laughs> so loud. My ears. Perfect, perfect. Kevin's Corner. What do you got for us this week, my uh, boy? I maybe have talked about this before. Okay. We've we have just have so many episodes. Such a backlog. Yeah. L- back guys, catalog. get back in that back catalog. <laughs> we got some real hits. Remember when we had Dr. Dustin Williams on? Hit. Shocking. What? Doc Dustin Williams? Dr. Dustin Williams. Check it out. Of online med ed. He came on our podcast. Yes, what? sir. I know okay. it's shocking. Anyways, so I might have talked about this before, but I'm going to tell you that remember, I was a non traditional student. Yes. So I'm going to tell the story of the non-traditional student. It's different for everyone, right? That's why they call it non-traditional. Uh-huh. For example, my other body buddy friend, John, was in the army for 10 years before he went to med school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a shocking non-traditional student. Shocking, He's got yeah. some great stories, tell you that much. For me, I was a musician, right? Um, yes. But I still remember uh, like being nervous about going back to school didn't mm-hmm. know if I was still smart, right? Because I, uh, in a, eventually, a lot of non-traditional students have to go back and get their prerequisites for medical school, right? Which is the chemistry, 
the organic chemistry, physics, mm-hmm, biology, mm-hmm. right? A couple semesters of each one of those. Bunch of science nonsense. And I still remember when I went back first semester, my first test, it was like a month into under uh, getting these prereqs. Oh, man. It was organic chemistry, the oh, first test. Oh, no. And like organic chemistry had this... Uh, had this reputation of being impossible. Yeah. Graded on a curve. No one does well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really, really nervous whether I could still take tests and do well. Who knows, right? Because I had already invested like a couple thousand to go back to school for that first semester. Right. And you had been, you had graduated how? An undergrad? Yeah. Like how <laughs> many years? Seven. So it was like. It was to 10, 15, no. It was like eight years later. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge gap. Um, you're like, what? Do I still know how to do school Can stuff? I read? <laughs> and it was a big sigh of relief because I did well on that first organic chemistry. Ayo. But I talked about this in my first um, round of medical school interviews. It was like kind of a leap of faith to go back to school when mm-hmm. there's a lot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, and it costs a lot of money to go back to school. It's a huge yeah. time commitment. Yeah. So I have a lot of empathy for the non-traditional students, right? If I was doing medical school interviews, that would that would be like, okay, well, you had to go out of your way to try to go back to med- medical school. Like, right. Tell me more. That's interesting. Right. So it's a and and I don't know if you knew this, but I had I cashed up my four hundred one k. What? Yeah. I the piano bar the the. And the musician, they gave 401k, they gave health benefits. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I just didn't ask mom and dad to pay for it because they should have. <laughs> they got money laying around. I cashed out my 401k to pay for it. Wow. So uh, huge commitment. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you're you not went all to, in. You're not supposed to touch that stuff. But Chips I did. in. Chips in. Uh, you know, it paid off eventually. But also part of the non traditional, I didn't know this. I was so naive. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I'll do well in my prereqs. And then I'll get into med school. Right. First first application cycle, all knows. Ooh. I didn't even get an interview first cycle. Ooh. Not one interview. How? Why? What was your reaction then? Uh, my re- <laughs> What was my reaction then? Yeah. So you get how many school? You applied to twenty. Yeah, probably twenty. You know, ten or twenty. Ten rejection letters. And, ten don't even get back to you. Yep. And after each one, I was like. That's so brutal. Um, you know, after the first one, I can maybe swallow that. And then after 10, uh, it's this is how I felt. Oh, my God. Um, it was because, you know, I... I have a history of DWIs. Right. Um, and it was because I was naive. I didn't know you to do all these other things to get in med school. The all pre-re- these other things. The prereqs is one step, but... Uh, it's but, like 10% of it. Yeah, but the, the the MCAT, doing well in the MCAT's one of them. But the, I kept getting... I got other advice from other people, from other mentors. Well, you probably should get some type of research on yep. your resume. Well, you probably should get some type of you know, pre-medical job opportunity, whether that's like research in the lab or mm-hmm. maybe you're working as a scribe, maybe you're working as a medical aid, right. something like that. 
right? So you got to check all these boxes. And I just didn't know at the time when I made the decision. How would you know? I figured, well, I have a pretty good story. Like my mom inspired me to go into medicine. Yeah. And now I took all my money out to do this. Like obviously I'm committed. Right. So anyway, second cycle comes around. Still didn't get in. <laughs> Kevin's ready. Kevin's got his I got, prereqs, I got did, his work I, I started, experience. I had like scribing at that point, right? Okay, yep. Got my MCAT, yep. did well, sextra, et cetera. Uh, second cycle, couple interviews fly by, don't get in anything. Okay. Don't get in any schools. And at that oh. point, I'm like, I can't f***ing <sighs> do this anymore. <laughs> that was seriously f***. <laughs> <laughs> so that's two years. Two years. So you cash out your own K, you went back to school, you aced all your classes, yeah, you I passed did. the MCAT. Yep, I did well, yeah. <laughs> two years of apps, that's like thousands, thousands of dollars, of dollars down right? the tube. So all my savings are gone at this point. Oh my God, dude. But I was pretty is... committed, right? I uh, Scribing actually helped. Scribing at the, I was scribing at the cancer center. Okay. At Hennepin County Medical Center. Okay. And these physicians... Um, even though, you know, it was, you're working with patients who sometimes have terminal illnesses, yeah. might be dying. These, these physicians really appreciate being providers, mm-hmm. being physicians, had a really good outlook on life, worked hard, but enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've talked, have we talked about this? Like, I think oncologists have one of the lowest rates of burnout. I don't burnout. know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm almost positive that's true. I believe it. And so working at scribing kind of helped reinforce I should go. So anyways, round three. Round three. Here we go. Let's do it. Why not? Right? Yeah. Right. Go big or go home. Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. And you know what happens after round three? Uh, so you apply to 25 schools. <laughs> yep. Thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. Couple interviews. Couple interviews. You fly all over the place. Yep, exactly. You're wearing your nice little suit. Yeah, for sure. Charming for sure. the pants off these people. Great interviewer. Interviewee. And then, yeah, you're... Just in your inbox every day. Yeah, checking my inbox, excited to get that letter, that package in the mail, Mm -hmm. saying you've been accepted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, and then, um, and then every one of them comes back a no, and I'm like, oh man, geez, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh, you know, and, Jeepers. and uh, yeah, so, so this is 36 months later. Yes. Yes. If, every of, cycle of trying, trying. Yes. Of working. Yep. Um, and the third cycle, I remember distinctly because I got some interviews. Yep. I thought my prospects were good. Right. I had some more time of having of sobriety. Right. Um, cause that was maybe one of the things that did it got me in eventually. But my mom was dying that third cycle. Oh, my God. And so I actually called one of the schools where I thought I did such a good job. Mm-hmm. And the the like dean of admissions really liked me as a person, as an applicant. And I said, my mom's dying. I would love to like tell her I'm in med school at this point. You know, can you send something out early? Yeah. And they sent a rejection out early. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, this is a heartbreaking tale. <laughs> this is this is the path to the non-traditional student sometimes. Oh, yeah. There's not the non-traditional students who try to go back and they don't get in, right? Or of course. they go back and they do get in, right? Yeah. So anyways, my dad and I are sitting down after my mom's dead and I'm like at the kitchen table and I'm like, "Dad, I'm out of money. I am literally out of I just spent all my thousands of dollars on this, my savings, my 401k." <laughs> And my dad did a really kind thing. He said, 
I and I told them the pros and cons of applying one more time. Okay, the chance would be so small. Fourth cycle, right? There's, right. Um, there's only a few schools I could apply to that would accept my MCAT four years later. Oh, sure. Because most people, you have to retake it. Yeah, it expires. <laughs> oh my God. And I wasn't gonna do that because I did. I did good enough on the MCAT. Yeah, yeah. Good, great score. Um, not gonna happen again. Not gonna happen. We've all yeah, been there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would never score this again. My wildest dream. I don't know what happened. I think they switched my test with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and so my dad did a really kind thing. He said, "I'll pay. I'll pay for your fourth cycle." Okay. Uh, whatever, whatever the costs are, how many okay. schools, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And the fourth cycle, uh, you know, surprise, surprise, I actually got into the University of Minnesota Medical School. Wow. And I always say that they probably just felt so sorry for me at that point. You know, my mom had died three years, three cycles later, you know, but like I really had checked every box at that point. I had some really great letters from the yep. docs, some really great research I was proud of. Yeah. Uh, experience etc etc and so yeah that was my non-traditional that is um (laughs) saga it's a harrowing tale 48 months lost all your money (laughs) (laughs) it's not broke on the street uh yeah uh the four cycle was actually really nice because i decided well i've already done everything i can i'm just gonna play at the piano bar in madison okay and a really nice year that year oh that's nice um the four cycle and then with really good news at the end yeah. Um, but what I wish I had done before, and what people ask me, if there's like ever undergrads who ask me, oh, what advice do you have to get in? Yep. What I wish I had done is plugged myself into the pre-health uh, career office. Right. Like the, yeah. At the University of Minnesota, there's a pre-health office. Yeah, most that, universities. That helps get nursing students in, get medical students in, get dental students, pharmacy students. Right, because they know all the deadlines. They all know all the hoops. Yes. They, they know what these committees are kind of looking for. The hoops, the boxes to be checked. Right. you got to have every box checked. I mean, like, you know. Just to give yourself a chance. You don't have to, but, you know, that's what they advise. You do. Um, and what was probably dumb was that I just took the prereqs. By myself. I was like, all right, well, I need biology, physics, chemistry. Oh, sure. There are these programs um, that are kind of a funnel into medical schools. You can apply for a post-bac program for medical school. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just had a person reach out to us, said that they did this. They they applied for a post-bac program, was accepted, and I was so thankful because that's the way to do it. Get into one of these programs... Then that's like a funnel into med school. They're helping you try to get in because they're invested in you. Exactly. So that's another way to do it, a uh, 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 non-traditional way. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very naive looking back. But how would you have known? Uh, how would I have known? How would I, I looked at what like the requirements were to go to apply to med school. I was like, all right, well, the requirements are do an MCAT, finish these classes. I'll do those. Check, check, check. Boom. <laughs> Didn't happen. So that's Kevin's corner, the non-traditional path to medicine. Jeepers. Um, and that's why I'm 54. <laughs> <laughs> 54 years young. <laughs> uh, that is a crazy... I mean, I guess I've never... I mean, I knew... Yeah, bits that and pieces, right? Yeah, yeah. But just to hear it all in like a timeline, it's like, I mean, 
what I always tell, what I always think, uh, yeah, if somebody says, how, give me some advice in getting into med school. What do you say? I mean, that's is that what you were going to say or yeah. So like what you said is really important was there's like no way that I would have got into school if I hadn't used at my university used their like academic advising pre-med they advising. still have, they have northwestern university has one too yeah like pre-med advising and they're like here's all these resources like here's what you got to do here are the boxes yada, yeah. yada yada yep um so that's critical but i also i mean i think your story is also an example that i think ultimately what determines who uh, it's it's so difficult to get into medical school you know these schools have like one to three percent acceptance rates oh yeah Yep. And I think the number one thing that determines if you're going to get in is if you're willing to do whatever to get in. The people that get in are the people that want to get in the most and that will do anything, will, not anything, not like a crime, <laughs> but that will freaking work, try over and over. Yeah. Yep. Wor- whether it's like work extremely hard in undergrad and you know have no life so that you um can excel and get in yeah right very true right a lot of people the traditional path exactly to work their butts off in undergrad so they can get those good grades in those classes get that good mcat and then they're in a good spot exactly right like you're saying yeah or the non-traditional tract work like take time away from your job your career or quit your job career right work as hard as you can to to complete all that stuff and keep getting after it yeah yep even if it takes freaking four cycles yep which is just insane yeah yeah for sure um but it's a great story you know it's proof that anybody can do it (laughs) you would wait (laughs) how long were you thinking about that line (laughs) i didn't mean i didn't mean it that way kevin (laughs) yep Yep. <laughs> uh. Anyways. Anyways. That's I, a. Yeah. The whole thing that made me think of that is because we uh, somebody reached out to us telling them about a non-traditional path, and I was just so thankful they got into one of these post-back programs. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Oh. If there's a way to do it. For sure. But I mean, those are probably also tricky to get into too. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure those probably are probably equally competitive. Into. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a and you know. Uh. So much systemic racism. Oh, sure. You know, that's built into this, right? I had a dad who could pay for this. I had a job who could pay for this, right? right? I had time that I could do this. I mean, there's so many different things that, that oh, go yeah. on in there. Of course. Like critical race theory all over the med school application process. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but, you know, it all aligned the fourth year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not everyone getting in the first cycle, Santana. I'll just tell you that much. Okay. Not everyone's a genius. Okay. Relax. Relax. <laughs> um, well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. No problem. No problem. That's Kevin's Corner. And <laughs> Yay! All Hilarious. right. I'm getting hungry. Oh, yeah. Let's finish this, this podcast up. Are you ready? Yeah, baby. Um. We got uh, the last segment. Uh, you know, it's one of your favorites. It's the mailbag. It's the mailbag. Let me find this. So- I have so many sounders now. Holy moly. Do you know why they call the me the count? Because I love to count things. Oh, well, I am the mailman. 
Do you know why they call me the mailman? Because I have your mail here, huh? Wonderful. Long sounder. Great. Okay. Uh, We got a question here. All righty. The question says, I love the names Kevin and Santana, but if you had to change your first name to something else, what would it be? What? Yep. And I've had time to think about this, so I can go first. Okay. I'll read it again. So what would you change your your first name if you had to? Okay. What would you change it to? If I had to? Yep. What else would it be? So I uh, had some time to think about this, right? There are uh, top names in the United States that keep coming up. Like James is one of them, right? Because it's a biblical name. Right. Top names, like most most popular? common names, most yeah. common. and and they change throughout the years, but there's always consistent themes. Sure, um, and I'm gonna pick a top name, not because it's just a top name. My childhood friend, uh, kindergarten to like fourth grade, and then he moved to Nebraska. His name was Michael Sothan, and I always loved the name Michael. It seemed so strong. Okay, my cousin's named Michael. Oh, strong name. So strong, so strong, and no one's ever like, you know, you can be called Mike, Michael, Mikey, but no one's ever like getting made fun of from the name Michael. Michael, (laughs) say it one more time. Michael, (laughs) that's from The Office. Oh well, I don't know. Michael, I don't know those references. (laughs) So I would choose Michael. Uh, Best friend, great memories, but also a strong name. Wow. Yep. Uh, I like that answer. Yep. Uh, Michael Bublé. Yes, exactly. Spokesman. That guy got sponsored by Bubbly. He did. Why aren't we getting sponsored? What the heck's going on? You know, I I, I had that answer before this podcast. Yeah. After listening to Quatton's you know, name, <laughs> yeah, I know. maybe I should be reconsidering what I should pick my name, right? Yeah. Maybe a little deeper meeting next time. <laughs> uh, well, I've thought about it for 30 seconds. <laughs> um, and I think I would go with Bilbo. <laughs> Bilbo. My favorite character from literature, Bilbo Baggins. You would get made fun of so much. I don't care. And everyone would be like, you mean like the Hobbit? Yeah, the Bilbo, the Hobbit. So let's say you're getting romantic with your partner. Okay. And they have to say Bilbo out loud. (laughs) They don't have to say anything. (laughs) You think that's going to work in the bedroom, Bilbo? I'm not thinking... Get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> I'm thinking about what name will make me happy. Uh, and thinking about Bilbo Baggins finding the one ring. <laughs> outwitting Smeagol. I think Bilbo's in the mines. a terrible answer. Well, I think Michael's a terrible answer. <laughs> no, you don't. You think Michael's a great answer. I was being kind. <laughs> um, do you want another 30 seconds to brainstorm some other ones? Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I always thought you'd be, be a good Samwise. <laughs> oh boy, uh, no, I've never thought about changing my name. I think I, I really like my name. I really like your name too. Thank you. Um, do do does everyone always make that 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 joke about the musician Santana though? For your mm-hmm, name, is that mm-hmm. does that get old? No. That's fine. It's fine. Everybody like. I mean, it's not like I'm named. You know, I share the name with like a A murderer, killer. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. No, it's great to be associated with Carlos Santana. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, And Santana Sanchez has a nice ring to it too. 
right? Absolutely. So what you're not. We, so you're not going to change your name if you had to. If I had and to, you only had thirty seconds to think about it. Bilbo. <laughs> I think if you ask me again in a year, I'll say Michael. Interesting. Yep. Maybe I'll think about it. Uh, I'll think about it. Yep. Maybe for our fiftieth episode special, I'll reveal. Yes. What I'll change my name to. I'll remind you that that's coming up the fiftieth episode. It's coming up. It's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. Well, that's that's the that's the mailbag question. Thanks for that question. Yeah. Remember to send them in uh, to Kevin J Gale at gmail.com. Or tweet us at Becoming a Doc Pod. Or hashtag the great name cape change. The great name change. That's not, not a very good hashtag. Well, hashtag hashtag Bilbo or Bust. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me finish the uh, mailbag. Do you know why they call me the Count? Because I love to count things. Oh, well, I am the mailman. Do you know why they call me the mailman? Because I have your mail here, huh? Wonderful. We'll end the podcast. Uh, Kawatan texted us. Okay. Said, thanks for inviting me on. It was super fun. Love you both. Shout out Kawatan. So kind. Great to have her on the pod. Great to have. It was so great to see her at our, our Halloween party. I, I haven't seen her in like a year I know. of COVID. One of the best. It just puts a smile on my face. Would have won the would have won the costume contest, but you know. She was dressed as. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Remember. It was a Kim Possible oh, villain. Oh, a Kim Possible villain. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It was a great stoom. It was a great stoom. Um. Do we have anybody else to shout out? No, that's it. Adam Levin. Adam Chuck Levin. Levin's Washington Music Center. Yeah, check him out. Check him out if you're in the. DC area. Yep. DC Metro. Or online. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Like we say every week, a, a bird, bird in the hand, hand is worth two in the bush. bush. See ya.